0: Yoshki hung up with my man's suits when this little crackhead approached me. My cousin like, hey, get the fuck out of here. He no, said, no, I got it for P.G. I come in peace. I said, leave him alone. What do you got? I was getting high down the block and I heard a couple guys mention your name and about you getting popped. Getting popped. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know what time it is. That's right. It is the Fan in the Van Podcast Thanksgiving edition. Um... A lot to get into, so why don't we just jump right into this bitch? All right. Um. Obviously, you got a you got a decent Thanksgiving Day slate of games. I mean, you got you know the Raiders Cowboys. Listen, that one's a get right for the Cowboys here. Um. You know, after last week's performance, Dak's QB rating was like ten percent, whatever it was, which was utterly abysmal. Um. You know, for months and years, I've always said. Kansas City's either got a suspect defense with a championship offense, or a championship defense and a suspect offense. Right? All right. Well, last Sunday to delve into it a bit, the offense was, I would say, subpar, best in my opinion. Whereas the defense looked like championship material. Um, you know, and they got the DAC, and listen, they held DAC to no touchdown passes. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott gets hurt in the game. He comes back. He's slated to play today. C.D. Lamb should be back. There's been nothing noted of it yet. But as far as this game, though, with the Cowboys and the Raiders, um, I just think after the whole Gruden email thing, um, and I really didn't delve into that because then you had the, the email issues with, you know, with the Washington football team and what Dan Snyder was sending the Gruden as far as, like, cheerleaders posing in whatever provocative things that they he had them do um you know i didn't delve into it because it's one of those it's everyone's going to have their own opinion mine is what he said as far as maybe the racial slurs in it were wrong but calling Roger Goodell a pussy i'm sorry i i yeah, I got to agree there um but getting back to the game at hand though listen expect Dak to go off today i mean yeah, the Raiders got Max Crosby, and he is an absolute beast. Definitely all pro defensive lineman, but I just think the Cowboys pull this one out. I think Derek Carr and that offense, they're very iffy at times. At times, they're spot on. At times, they're just not, and you got to look at it from from this perspective. In the off season, the Raiders are going to have to clean house with whatever trouble they've had. Everyone who is attached to Gruden needs to go. As far as anybody within the coaching staff, um, Mike Mayock's got to go. I think I think Mark Davis there has got to find a, a new general manager. You got to go find a new coach, and there's a plethora of college coaches that just got fired. Um, was it Dan Mullen from Florida just got fired? Um, you know, he's a name I would probably go after. Um, but but I think the Cowboys pull this one out. Though. I think the Raiders keep it close. I think from a minimal amount of time they do. But at the end of it I think they pull it out. I would i have to say at least by a touchdown that, that Dak and the Cowboys win it. Whether CeeDee Lamb plays or not. And you have Cooper who is like Ann Rodgers, unvaccinated and he's missing his second game because of COVID. Um but when you got Gallup in there, you'll have CeeDee Lamb who's gotta he, he's gotta catch some of the balls that are thrown to him though. Um you gotta, you know, you you gotta take the Cowboys here. It's a get right game. It's another game to add to the lead in the NFC East, which right now looks like they're gonna run away with. Um, you know, on the other side of things, you got Bills Saints, which I think is the night game tonight. And listen, the Saints are going into this game. You got No. Kamara. Um, there was rumblings I heard, and I didn't see if it was official, but I heard it's official. Michael Thomas has officially been released from the Saints. Um, I got to go and get verification for myself on that one. Um, you know, listen, you have Trevor Simeon starting, which has been a decent temporary stopgap while Jameis Winston's been out. But these, this Buffalo Bills team, they're embarrassed by the loss last week, and they're going to come out there, and they're going to destroy. They're going to destroy the New Orleans Saints. They, this is a get-right game, again, for Josh Allen. It's a get-right game for this Bills offense. It's a get-right game for the Bills defense. And it's a get-right game for Sean McDermott. Um, You know, the Saints team ain't the Saints team it used to be when you had, you know, Kamara being healthy. You had Drew Brees as a lockdown quarterback. And you had Michael Thomas as his deep threat. Um, But we all knew when Drew Brees retired, this is what the Saints were going to become. And it's a lot of what you're going to see when Big Ben retires at the end of the year. So you're getting a prelude to it now. You're getting a sneak peek in New Orleans. For us Steeler fans, you know, when Ben goes away and Ben retires, you know, I'm hearing rumblings that, you know, they're going to try to beg Ben to come back and listen, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm Colbert, I'm the Roonies, let the man walk away. Let him walk away. Because this was supposed to be the year it was supposed to be right. And it's been, it's been, let's call it what it is, it's been a shit show. Um, you know, what did we really expect with a bunch of rookies on the offensive line You know, we knew it was going to take a game or two for them to gel. It was going to take a few games for the offense to get right again. Um, But at at the end of the day, listen, Tomlin came out and he said it, and I said it the other day, and I said it a week before that. They don't want to start with a rookie QB, but if you can't go out and get a viable quarterback through free agency or even trade a couple of third-round draft picks to get a viable quarterback – Rookie quarterbacks—the way is the only way you're really going to go. Because I'm sorry, again, we've all seen Mason play. It's—it's not the prettiest thing. It just really isn't. Um, you know, Mason is not the answer. I wouldn't even give him the keys to the bike lock of a Schwinn. Okay, because he's just not the frigging answer there. Um, you know, Haskins—is he the answer? No, he's not the answer. And I've been asked, who would I like to see? replace Ben Roethlisberger. Honestly, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, even in this year's draft, you're going to have a couple of decent quarterbacks from that. Like you got, you got Kenny Pickett coming out of Pitt. And if all falls right, the Steelers will have the 18th pick again this year. And do the Steelers trade up to get Kenny Pickett? Like they made the, like now I'm going to call it the mistake to trade up and get Devin Bush. And you know, People are bashing Bush and listen, yeah, he came off an ACL injury, but you know what? You had time to rehab it. There was a training camp this year. There was this. There was that. So if it, for him to get smoked on every single play and just be out there and just, he, it, to me, watching him play, he, it looks like he's just standing there, is just like a body just to be on the field, to fill the 11-man-on-the-field requirement. Um, You know... What do they do at the end of the year with Bush? Obviously, he's still on the contract, but do they let him walk? You know, do they release him? You know, do they bring somebody in to kind of motivate him? Because again, Devin Bush was supposed to be our Shazier replacement, and he's he's played nothing like it. Ryan Shazier could come back right now and play 100 times better, and Shazier would never be the same again anyway after his, you know, freak incident on the field against the Bengals. But... I think Shays here would be a better option right now, a middle linebacker, than than Devin Bush is. Um but there is something that needs to be done in the offseason. I don't think you asked Ben to stay. I don't think Ben is gonna stay. I think this was the year Ben wanted to do everything for, for Juju and Claypool and and Najee and, and Fryermouth and Ebron. Now now we lose Ebron for the year to a knee injury. Um, I think they let Ebron walk at the end of the year anyway. At the time, getting Ebron was a big signing, in my opinion, because we really didn't have that go-to tight end. But now we have that go-to tight end. And the fact that people are already comparing Fryer-Muth to Heath Miller, listen, I see it. And, you know, the kid literally can catch anything thrown at him. Um, You, gotta, you really got to think as a Steeler fan, though, whoever comes in at quarterback... It's gonna be a rough road. It's gonna be a rough road unless they do the unthinkable and get Aaron Rodgers. Um, but again, getting Aaron Rodgers is only gonna be a three-year temporary band-aid until they figure out who's eventually gonna really replace Ben Roethlisberger. And whoever that person is, they're gonna have they're gonna be held to high standards. You're gonna to have to fill some pretty big shoes, and not just because his nickname's Big Ben, but look at what a lot of Big Ben has done. I mean, over the course of an 18, 19 year career. Um, If you go and you can look up the stats yourself and you can see what Ben's done, even in his rookie year going, what, 14, 15 and one second season, got, went in a Super Bowl a few years after that, went in another one. I think the only accolade he really doesn't have is that he's never been an MVP. But, you know, the other day I'm scrolling through Twitter and people are saying after the Charger game, you know, that Ben played with, you know, that Ben played with hard, but Mason would have won us the game. And listen. And Mason was in that game, the Chargers are winning by three touchdowns because he's throwing at least two picks and they're going to get taken to the house. And for those who want to hop on this, Mason's the answer train, get the fuck off of it. Mason is not the answer. He's never been the answer. The fact that, and the fact that, you know, that Colbert and Tomlin graded him as a first round draft pick, but you didn't draft him until the third round. Well, what does that tell you? He's not a first round talent. He's not a third-round talent right now. He's definitely not a fourth. He's not even the Mr. Irrelevant talent. And you see it. He's had three years to, to get it right, and he and he hasn't. And people could say, well, how hard? it's hard for him to get in a game when you have Ben, you know, playing, and he you know, rarely gets hurt or he plays through his injuries. And, yeah, Ben does play through his injuries. But guess what? In 2000, what was it, 19? Yeah, in 19. You know, Mason was helped a lot by that defense. He wasn't helped by the offense. He was helped by the defense. When the offense was on the field, they were subpar at best. It was like watching a junior varsity football team that didn't know how to run a single play. And how is it that if you grade this quarterback, as Tomlin and Colbert did as a first-round draft pick, how did he not know the first-team offense? How is it that in a week you had to recreate a whole new playbook for him? That's not an answer to me. That's not a guy who I feel confident going into next year, dare I say, Ben does walk away, and that's the guy that we're going to rely on? You you see it in New Orleans. Jameis Winston at least was – he had the 30-for-30 year. He gets LASIK, and all of a sudden he could see straight again. And, you know, he's – you know – He had a a few decent games this season before, you know, the horse tackle collar that led to a torn MCL, ACL, whatever injury he had, right? Okay. But now look at them. Now look at the Saints. I mean, yeah, they have a whole bunch of no-name guys stepping up because you don't have Michael Thomas. Now you're not going to have Kamara. But what the Saints are now is what the Steelers will become next season. They'll win a game here and there. They'll look decent at times. The only thing that'll save them for the most part from not getting blown out is the fact that they got a decent defense in New Orleans. The Steelers, we all know, listen, we got a phenomenal defense when TJ's out there and Minka. um, But they even got some holes they got to fix in the defense as well in Pittsburgh. And this week against the Bengals, listen, Minka's been activated off the COVID list. Um, TJ is probably going to be a game-time decision if I had to think about it. Um, Hayden, I think is going to be a game time decision, and I read an interesting report that says that Highsmith doesn't need T.J. on the other side for him to thrive. And you know what? He doesn't. Alex Highsmith does not need T.J. Watt on the other side of him, and that's why you see obviously in Tennessee with Bud Dupree. Obviously, you know he had the abdominal injury and he's seen limited action on the field. But if Bud Dupree was healthy this year in Tennessee, is he the same Bud Dupree he was with T.J. Watt? You know, and, and speaking honestly of it, listen, Bud Dupree was another one. He comes to Pittsburgh. He was mediocre at best. All of a sudden, we get T.J. Watt, and Bud Dupree becomes this defensive animal. Now, would he be the same in Tennessee if he wasn't hurt all the time? Well, we don't know because he's hurt all the time, and I'm not sitting here watching just strictly Tennessee Titan games because every time a Titan game's on, you know, a Steeler games on. So I can't gauge it till next year when I see Bud Dupree play healthy, then, you know, I could say it was worth letting him walk away. And right now all signs point to it because if he was on the Steelers this year, he'd probably barely be playing because he's always hurt this year. Um, but a little less talk about, about Steeler talk. Cause we can get into that on Sunday's, um, episode. Um, We'll get back to the Thanksgiving games. So the Thanksgiving game, that the first one, obviously is Bears Lions, and it looks like all signs are pointing to Jared Goff playing. Um, so it'll be Goff versus Andy Dalton. Originally, it's going to be I think Tyler Blue, whatever the frig this guy's name is from Detroit. And I was watching Get Up this morning, and I'm surprised a lot of people are taking the Lions. They feel this is the game that that Dan Campbell needs. This is the game that maybe gets Detroit on you know on a little spark, win a couple of games to end the year. Salvage what is in Detroit a shitty season, go into the offseason, go into the draft and you know, get it right through the draft, get it right through free agency. Um But Andy Dalton didn't look bad when he came in to fill in for Justin Fields though. So I mean, if you ask me, I mean we all know it's gonna be a disgusting game. It's gonna be it's gonna be horrendous on both sides of the ball for both teams. But I don't think the Lions pull it out. I think the Lions go oh sixteen and one. Oh, seventeen and one, whatever, whatever it is with the schedule this year, um, but it was another interesting thing that I seen as well, and it involves Saquon Barkley. It involves Nick Chubb and Quinton Nelson, and you're probably going to ask yourself, how does this involve them? Well, all three were drafted in the 2018 draft, right? And obviously, the Giants had the second pick, and the Giants took Saquon Barkley after Cleveland took. Douchebag Baker Mayfield, right? Okay. And Saquon really, and you could attribute it to injuries. You could attribute it to an offen- a horrible offensive line in New York, that he really hasn't done as much as he's been slated to do. And I'm not bashing Saquon Barkley at all because the kid's a beast. They call him Quadzilla for a reason. Um, I dig with a better offensive line, he would have been. He wouldn't have been injured as much. He he'd be a beast of a running back is say when Elliot came out and even like a Jerome Bettis style. But with this giants offensive line, he's not going to be protected. He, he's not going to be able to break out for those big bursts that he did in his, in his rookie year when he had Eli on the center. And a lot of people in this, in this thing I read, it said, you know, they should have went and got Nick Chubb. Now, Either which way the Giants would have went in the, 18, in the 18 draft. Whether they took Barkley or they went with Nick Chubb and then took Quinn and Nelson with the other pick they had. Okay? If Barkley goes to Cleveland, let's say, I think he has a little bit of better. I think he's doing what Chubb's doing in Cleveland and Chubb's doing what Barkley's doing in New York. I mean... All I've seen lately through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook are these what ifs. And it's in every draft year. And one of them was what if the Giants drafted Baker Mayfield There's another one. And that one kind of interests me a bit, a bit because, and I wish Jay was here because I can get his opinion on it. And I'm probably going to ask him anyway when he gets back. And we'll probably do a video with his opinion on it. Um, if they gotten Baker Mayfield... Honestly, my opinion, I think the Giants are still in the same boat they're in. Same way the Jets are in the same boat they're in. I mean, listen, even this past year's draft, they draft Zach Wilson. And what has Zach Wilson done? He's done who gots. He's done nothing. And what has Mac Jones done in New England? They're in first place. Would Mac Jones have been the same Mac Jones as he is in New England as he is with the Jets? And I would say the Jets would be a 500 team with Mac Jones because their defense is suspect at times. Their offense is suspect. But with Mac Jones and an Elijah Moore, a Denzel Mims, a Corey Davis, you know, a Jamison Crowder, you know, you got the freaking Carter kid at running back. I don't think Mac Jones would throw as many interceptions with the Jets as Zach Wilson has. I don't think Robert Sala is the answer. Listen, I get the Jets went with the, you know, what, the energetic defensive guru. But, you know, you're comparing his run as a Jets coach right now to Rex Ryan's. And again, Rex Ryan's run as a Jet coach right now is a lot better than Robert Sala's is. I'm sorry, it just is. Robert Sala is what? In his in his first year as a coach, he's 2-8. Come on. um, You know, there was another one I seen, and I'm trying to remember who it was. It was another what if as far as the draft. I forget what year it was, but I'll, if I remember it, I'll do it on Sundays. But it's funny, though, because somebody put out on Facebook, I forget who it was, that Andrew Thomas has more touchdowns this season than Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay and... And like every other wide receiver combined on the Giants. Um, listen, in you know, and, and the Monday night game, you know, you thought the Giants were going to put up a fight against, against Tampa. But then Brady, you know, just activates himself. And, you know, I heard a lot of rumblings that, you know, I forget who, I think Bleacher Report put it out there. And maybe they just put it out there to get people to talk that Brady's leaning towards retiring at the end of the year. And there are games where Brady looks like he should retire, but then there's like a, there's a change in the earth's access or some shit. And all of a sudden, Brady becomes the Brady of, of yesteryear in New England. And he, you know, tears the Giants up. Goes on an 11-yard 11, 11 sprint for a first down. Keeps Tampa in the game, only to help Tampa explode past the Giants. Um, but do I think Tampa goes to the Super Bowl? Nah, I think, they get, I think they get tripped up, and I think this year we're going to have two surprise teams in the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, but with all that being said, you know, I was going to delve into, into some other stuff, but football pregame shows are starting, so I figured I'd just do a short little one real quick. Uh, Sunday I'll go over my picks, but my picks for the, Thursday, for the Thanksgiving games, I'm going to go Chicago, I got to go Dallas, and I got to go Buffalo. Um obviously Sunday we'll go more into Steelers Bengals once we know who's active who's not active. Um there's a couple of other interesting games on Sunday too I'll probably delve into. Um Eagles Giants is another one because it's an NFC East game. Um you know, do the Giants stop the Eagles run from trying to chase the Cowboys for the NFC East? Uh Titans Patriots is another one. Because obviously whatever even though if you're a if you're a Patriot fan, you want the Saints to win the night. And you know, with Tennessee losing to Houston last week, you know, this game is kind of a trap game for both teams. And I'll explain more of that on Sunday, obviously. Um, you know, you got the Rams, Packers, obviously, and then you have you have Ravens, Browns, I'll discuss a little bit. Lamar should be back for that game. So, we'll see what happens as far as that. Um I was going to you know what speaking of I was going to go into the MLB Hall of Fame. I did look at some of the names on the list. So, you had it was uh Tim Lincecum was another one on that list, Ryan Howard of the Phillies, former first baseman, Jimmy Rollins, shortstop for the Phillies. Um Tim Lincecum when he came into the league, right? Had a hot start. And then he kind of delved off after. And I think in a year where you have a lot of these steroid guys on that last leg to try to get in, this might help some of those guys you wouldn't have put in to the Hall of Fame do get in. Do I think a Ryan Howard gets in or gets close to it? Yes. Do I think Jimmy Rollins does? Yes. Um, a guy Again, a guy like Todd Helton, I said it the other day, a guy like Todd Helton does not get in. Does not get in. Um... AJ Prasinski was another one on that list. He doesn't get in. If you put any of them in, if you're going to put in